All right. Hello and welcome to Wellness Wednesday Inspiration. My name is Fernanda. I am here with my amazing co-host, Dr. Linda Marquez. And we are bringing you uh, an episode today on fear and how to overcome fear. So I'm super excited about being here today. Uh, we did not go live last week. Uh, we both were uh, caught up with certain things with life. And so we're excited to be back today. And uh, if you guys have any questions or anything about today's topic, which is probably one of my favorites, uh, you can put it in the chat and we would be happy to uh, touch on that. But welcome everybody and welcome Dr. Linda. How are you? Hi, I'm great. It's good to be back. <laughs> I missed us last week. So we both had a lot going on, but hey, we're back and I'm doing great. I'm excited. It's probably one of my favorite times of the year. Of course, you know, with Christmas and more family time, kind of. Um, I think a lot of people maybe start winding down during the month of December, but really, I think you and I probably start kind of getting that momentum for the new year and just continue to do what we need to do so we don't let the holidays distract us. So I think um, I, I'm excited about, you know, this whole month. I'm excited about what we get to talk about today because I know so many people have fear in their life and it holds them back for so much. And and one of the things that, you know, I often ask patients is if you, you know, what's really holding you back? And fear can be a lot of things. Fear can be um, even doubt. Fear can be not feeling good enough. And really, if we look at, I wanted to read something really quick as we, we get into this. Because I know you love this topic. I love this topic. We both have experienced fear in our life. All of us have, I'm sure. But I love what um, Miriam Webster's um, definition is just, it's a unpleasant emotion caused by being aware of danger, a feeling of being afraid. So really in summary, fear is really just a, I, I tell people fear is just a mismanaged mind. Mm -hmm. That's all it is, is a mismanaged mind. So when you look at it from that perspective, it's so different. It doesn't always mean that something has gone wrong, but fear is really just a feeling. Right, right, right. And when we are able to see fear in a different way, change our perspective around fear, then also it kind of loses its power, I feel like, right? Because if we think of fear as this big warning sign that it's stopping us, and protecting us against something, then we are going to listen to it much more carefully. But if we change the perspective on fear, then it also kind of loses its grip sometimes. Yes. Right? Yes. And fear can be terrifying for some people. And it can really make a, a, a significant impact in our lives from stopping us from accomplishing what we really want to do, right? If we have a big goal or a dream, fear is always going to be there because it requires growth. It requires different action. And so fear is going to be there. But it's, is it, are we allowing fear to stop us? Are we allowing fear to uh, limit us from what we're capable of doing? Are we allowing fear 
to really stand in the way of our full potential or are we seeing fear for what we, what it is and still moving forward? Kind of like that book title says, uh, feel the fear and do it anyway, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And there's valid types of fear, not to, you know, disregard that there are, there are valid types of fear. It's like, you know, your car, the brakes go out on your car and you're going down a hill at 80 miles an hour. That's a valid fear because the, the, the instinct of, oh my gosh, something's going to happen to me. Um, you know, that's a valid type of fear, but you know, what's the number one fear that people have? I really think that it's fear of failure. Yeah, fear of failure. But everyone experiences also the fear of public speaking. Oh, it's just that, like, ah, they're like, no way. I would die first to get up and do public speaking. Mm -hmm. I mean, for you and I now in, in, in where we are in our life, it's that's what we do for a living. But at one point, we were both, at least I was, uncomfortable with speaking in public because it was like well what if i screw up what if my words are if i'm not explaining myself right what if i'm doing a lot of ands and buts and you sees and knows and and which i have done because i'll go back and look at some of my videos and i'll or if someone's recorded me when i'm i'm doing a speaking gig somewhere when i was a speaker for one of the one of the big nutrition companies they would have you know they would videotape me and then have shots of it they would have little clips of it and i was like oh my gosh i said this and that you just move on you just do it anyways like like the mm -hmm. book the title of the book feel the fear and do it anyways by dr susan jeffries and that's an amazing book it was like oh my gosh everyone needs to read this mm -hmm. but yeah fear of failure and um public speaking those are huge ones and then people have phobias too of course like fear of, of spiders and snakes and and uh you know what exactly happens so but when you think about it fear is an emotion right and emotions are brought on by thoughts and if they are, then what's the big deal? What what exactly happens when you're in fear? Let's just say that it isn't it isn't a life threatening fear, but it's more of like, oh, my gosh, um, I'm going to go do this. But what or I might go do this or you hesitate and you don't do it. But when you experience fear at the time, what really happens is you're just getting like a shot of adrenaline in your body. Sometimes your muscles get really tense. Sometimes your heart is racing. Um, sometimes you get a little bit sweaty. That's all the that's your fear right there. When you think about it and you analyze it, it's kind of ridiculous. It's like, OK, so I get a shot of adrenaline. I get a little bit sweaty um, and I'll, uh, my heart's racing things of that sort, those kind of feelings, it's really not that bad when you just sit with that and, and just sit with it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I totally get that because I have experienced that many, many times, right? When I want to do something and I'm so nervous about it because of fear of success, because of fear of failure, because of fear of uh, embarrassment, of not being, you know, capable of good enough, et cetera, et cetera. So all these things start showing up. And when you start feeling those uh, nervous feelings, right, butterflies in your stomach, sweaty hands, uh, uh, kind of just fidgeting in your chair or whatever, but then you have the courage 
to say, I'm going to do it anyway. And once you do it, that feeling that you get at the end, it's a feeling of victory, right? Of power that you conquer yourself mm -hmm. because you are growing. Every time we feel fear and we still take action, every time we feel fear and we still do what we said that we were going to do or we wanted to do, there is always that satisfaction that comes. Mm -hmm because you are following through with yourself, because you're mm -hmm. keeping yourself accountable, because you are successful. You were successful in taking action and going through with what you said you were going to do. So there is a huge also um, a factor of feeling that fear and doing the things anyway, mm -hmm. because that satisfaction that comes in is allowing you to step in a different place within yourself outside mm -hmm. of your comfort zone and it's teaching you and you're growing from it. And then eventually if you do it over and over and over again, it becomes easier also to navigate. Once, once you feel so much fear and you still take mm -hmm. action, it becomes so much easier to navigate that fear. Absolutely. As well. Yeah, absolutely. And if you look at anybody successful, whether it's in entertainment, whether it's in sports, whether it's in business, they all had, they all failed at something, you know, but also you can look at it. They didn't really fail because they continued to do it anyways. Just like, all right, that didn't work out. So let me go to the next thing that didn't work out. Let me go to the next thing. Okay. You start to look for a different way of going about things. So even people that are masters now at something, they had a lot of disasters. It's kind of like playing basketball. If I don't know if you've ever played basketball, but it's been years since I played basketball and, you know, you can either sit there and just kind of like, oh, yeah, they should shoot it this way. You're kind of like that, that the person, the bleachers coach. And yeah, it looks easy. And you can say, oh, they should have done this. They should have done that. But then when you get in the game and you're like, OK, oh, gosh, I forgot how to dribble and oh, they passed the ball to me and I dropped it. As you get a little bit more familiar, you start, you know, you're going to shoot the ball. You, what if you miss it? Well, that's just part of the process. I'm afraid to miss it. You know, I don't want to screw anything up. I want our team to win, whatever. But if you look at even a lot of um, athletes, they strike out more than they, you know, than they hit the ball. It's the same thing with shooting. It's with anything. And they don't let fear hold them back because it's just, it's a process. And I'll, and I'll share some of the truths. And I love as Dr. Jeffries um, in her book, and I highly recommend it for everybody. But, you know, she talks about some of the truths about fear. One is the fear will never go um, away. You know, the, the feeling of fear will never go away as long as you're growing. And we're in a, in a profession where growth is important. You have to keep up with the changes and what's going on. And the only way you're going to get rid of fear is by actually, um, is to go out and do it. You know, just like public speaking. I did not want to do that years ago. And I went and I did it anyways. And then after that, it was like, oh, no problem. Um, and really, the other one that she talks about, that the only way to feel better about yourself is to go out and do it. Because you do it. It it makes you feel a little bit more powerful. Like, okay, wasn't that bad, you know? And, and I've done that with holding a big old um, 
snake and I hate snakes, you know? And I was like, oh my gosh, but it was, it was done in a safe environment as well. So of course you want to, um, certain things, if you're going to jump out of an airplane, it's like, you better have a parachute and it's nice to have someone there that's with you, uh, a tandem partner as well. And also, um, she talks about, she was not only am I going to experience fear whenever I'm doing something new, the key is so is everybody else. You're not the only ones. Everyone mm -hmm. else experiences fear as well. And actually pushing through the fear is less frightening than living with that underlying fear that comes from um, just feeling helplessness. And then you become like a victim. You're a victim to life. You're a victim to everything. And that really holds you back from doing a lot in life. Mm -hmm. You know, it's, it's really powerful because when we are allowing fear to control our lives, to control the decisions that we make for our lives, we are, like you said, we're victims, right? And so the way to take control of your life is you saying to yourself, if I really want to do something, whatever it is, even if I'm fearful, even if I don't think I'm going to be able to make it, even if I have all these what ifs in my mind, I'm just going to take the action and see the outcome later. Right. And after I see what ended up happening, then I can improve from it. But if you don't do it, then you are really giving your power, your control away to something else and something else that you cannot see, you cannot smell, you cannot taste, you can experience, but you're experiencing it based on the thoughts that you have from what you think it's going to possibly happen, but you don't even know if it's going to happen. Right. Mm -hmm. And so that's one of the things with the what ifs, right? Well, what if it doesn't work out? What if uh, I, you know, I wasted my money or my time or what if Nobody cares. So what if I, you know, die if you're, you know, jumping from an airplane with a parachute? Well, what if it doesn't open? Well, what ifs are different cases, case scenarios that we're creating in our minds with all of these possible worst case scenarios that many of the times they never happen. And that's an experience that I had to uh, kind of go back and reflect on. You know, all of the times that I've created all of these possible what if scenarios, they don't happen. What ends up happening is something completely different. And so you're wasting your time, you're wasting your energy, and you're focusing on worst case scenarios rather than focusing on, well, what if it does happen? What if it does mm -hmm. work out? What if, you know, I speak in public and everybody loves it? What if I'm able to impact more than one person today and change their lives with my message? What if I'm able to grow into and become someone who's very proficient at doing whatever it is because I'm taking action every single day? And so that's kind of like the mentality, like you were saying before, of the athletes, right? They're not saying, well, what if I strike three times and I'm out? They're saying, well, what if I hit the ball and I hit a home run and I'm able to score how many points for my team? And what if I do that twice in a game? And so it's changing that perspective of how you're looking at things. And are you really allowing those thoughts, those negative thoughts to creep in, creep in your mind and all of these possible what, what if case scenarios, negative what if case mm -hmm. scenarios to control you and prevent you from moving in the direction of what you really want to do in your life? Absolutely. And it is, I don't think fear ever goes away. 
You know, the five truths that, you know, Dr. Jeffrey talks about, she goes, it'll never go away as long as you're growing. And it goes back to like some of the teachers that I've had, um, some of the coaches that I worked with. And I often remember a lot of Dr. Joe Dispenza's work and um, breaking the habit of breaking the habit of um, becoming you or breaking the habit of you, right? Uh Being yourself. Yeah. Being you. And a lot of the times you know, it does always go back to the, the mindset, but a lot of the times we have the mindset from things that have gone into the past and we, it's sometimes difficult for people to entertain the idea of something more amazing and more fabulous and looking in the future because you have to create different pathways in the brain to take you there. And sometimes even, um, it's very unfamiliar with with fear of something. It's unfamiliar. It's not knowing what's going to happen. And when you look at your past and you've done certain things and they weren't very successful, you just keep revisiting that, and that becomes easy for you to follow instead of like you were saying the the new pathway. Well, what if it does work out? What if if it works out so amazing? What if I really like this? And and you start building more um, neural pathways in that way. And that's why I really love Dr. Joe's uh, Dispenza's work is because, you know, it's really about everything does start with a thought. And I know there's a quote out there. I'm not sure who who said this, but about how, you know, your thoughts become your um, your words, which become your actions, which become your habits, which becomes your um you know, your destiny or your truth. And it really all just start. It's just um, fear, fear. It's just a thought that's translated into a feeling in the body. And you can swap that out by just having a new thought. Right. So a lot of times people think it's hard and like, it's not hard. It's, if you keep saying it's hard, you're arguing for your story. You're arguing for your commercial that it's hard instead of creating a new commercial. It's like, oh no, I can work through that. You know, fear is always going to be around, but I'm going to work through it because it just means that I'm growing. And as I try new things, um, I'm going to grow and I'm not going to know everything because all of us started somewhere where I, I was like, maybe, I don't know if fear is the right word, maybe it is. There's a lot of things I didn't want to do because I wasn't familiar with a lot of the technology of um, nowadays with social media and so forth. And it's just like, oh, I would dread doing it. But it was almost a sense of fear because I didn't know how or what if I screw up. However, it's just like not doing anything about it is not going to change it. Mm-hmm. We have to, we get to, not even have to, we get to um, dive into it and try something new. And most of the time you're like, that wasn't that bad. <laughs> right? right? And the one thing that I also, uh, that helped me when it came to fear was, what is fear really? And so you explain fear is an emotion, right? That results from thoughts. However, fear is also something that, why doesn't it go away? And it's because it's something that we have uh, as a survival mechanism. We have Mm -hmm. built it over years and years and years and years of evolution to be where we are today uh, as a a defense mechanism, right? Mm -hmm. Our ancestors many, many years ago had to go out and pray animals and 
you know, go on all of these very dangerous tasks for survival. And so that fear was there serving a purpose. You know, what if a lion was there? What if they had to, uh, you know, go out and, uh, you know, I don't know, deal with another dangerous animal or anything else? And so fear served them a significant purpose back then. And so as an evolution, as the evolution happens, it still remains as a defense mechanism, as a survival, actually, as a survival mechanism in, in our lives. And so, like you were explaining, when we are driving and the brakes fail and we're going down, uh, you know, a hill 80 miles an hour, that's that fear, that fear of survival that it's like, okay, something's going on. Oh my God. Oh my God. What am I going to do? And many times because you are in high alert, you are going to figure out some, some way to, you know, come out alive, right? Because you are, all your focus is, okay, it's, there, there is something that is dangerous, that is life-threatening, and I need to find a way to survive. However, when it comes to your goals, when it comes to your dreams, when it comes to you stepping out of your comfort zone, when it comes uh, for you to do something that you've never done before uh, or transforming your life or doing something different, anything like that, this is the same fear that is showing up, that fear of survival, because in your mind, it's like, okay, you didn't do this before and you are still alive. So you want to keep doing the same thing that you've done before so you can continue to be alive. And what do you mean you're going to be doing something different? What do you mean you're going to start, uh, you know, doing something that you've never done before? And so in your mind, doing something different equals danger because you didn't die yesterday, but you didn't do that thing yesterday. So it doesn't mean that it's dangerous. It doesn't mean that it's bad. It doesn't mean that, it, that you shouldn't do it. And that's when you got to evaluate, is this something that is good for me? Is this something that I want to do? Is this something that is dangerous? Or is this something that it's that I'm simply fe feeling the fear because it's a different arena for me, because I'm stepping out of my comfort zone, because I haven't done it before, but I really want to do it. And so it's time for me to kind of feel it and move past it. And so when it comes with that understanding of fear as a survival, but you're not trying to survive Mm -hmm. uh, becoming someone different, right? You want to, you want to evolve, you want to grow. And, and when you think about it in that sense, it also becomes a little bit easier to navigate. Yeah. Yeah. And one of the, the interesting, um, you know, when I, when I work with patients, even, um, when it comes to like their health or some are weight loss, some just need some direction. There is usually something that's holding them back emotionally and it's usually always fear and there's so much that that goes back and there's so many connections with that so what i have them do is actually get a piece of paper out and write it out because a lot of times they never even sit with their emotions they will just go and do something else so they cannot feel the uncomfortableness of it but it's really not that uncomfortable as you really feel it and you start writing everything out about it. So and then you get to flip it as well and you you start asking truths about it. And, um, oh, it's just like, oh, I can never um, I can never go skydiving. No, never. That's is that really a true statement? You can never you can you have the opportunity. So that's not a completely absolutely true statement 
Um, I know a truth that we can say is that, yes, uh, the fear doesn't go away as long as we're growing. I think it's just an emotion, as you said, that is within us. But, you know, there's certain truths that you can start and certain questions you can start asking about it. And why don't you want to experience it? And as you continue to ask questions and questions and questions and questions, you really get to the root cause and like, Ah, I don't want to do this because as a child, you know, when I did this, something, you know, something that was fearful, maybe the experience wasn't that pleasant. And so we get stuck in that, in those neural tracks, as, I, as um, Dr. Joe talks about, you know, it's become such a um, heavily, uh, we say, um, a very thick neural track compared to creating a new one here that's just going to be with practice 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 that's mm -hmm. that's all it is and it's about talking to yourself so you know if it is a thought that's one of the you can change a thought just like that whereas if you have a big boulder it changes as well over time but it takes years and years and years to change because it's something very physical whereas thoughts um you can change that right away. You just choose to change it. And that's what I love about, you know, when I look at fear is that all it is, is a mismanaged mind. So if it's a mismanaged mind, I have, to, I get to manage my mind in a different way. Mm -hmm. That's, that's so awesome. <laughs> when you think about it. Right, right. It really, fear, it, it can be a very good and positive uh, thing in your life. Really, because it, it allows you the opportunity to master yourself. It allows you the opportunity to grow and evolve. And when you feel fear, you know that you're in, as long as you know that, that you are, what you're doing is, of course, safe and everything, but you are uh, um, allowing yourself to really become more powerful and more empower, empowered and everything mm -hmm. by stepping out and doing it doing the things that you were fearful about. And when you reach a point where fear loses its grip and loses its power over you when it comes to something in your life that you were so, you know, fearful about, but you mm -hmm. no longer are, you really have mastered that part of you. Yeah. And so that's not to say that when you want to take your life to the next step, Again, fear is showing up. Fear is going to show up every step of the way, every time you want to do something. But it's an opportunity for us to really master ourselves. Mm -hmm. And so when also kind of like changing that perspective and saying, well, I don't want to feel fear. I want to feel it and I want to overcome it. It's yeah. an opportunity for me to grow. It's an opportunity for me to evolve. It's an opportunity for me to do something that I've never done before. But doing something that you've never done before equals getting also different results that you've never had before. So in order for you to have, be, or do uh, someone or something that you've never done before, you must take action in a different way. And for you to do that, it requires you to step out of your comfort zone. And when you do that, it requires you to uh, overcome those fears that you have about mm -hmm. stepping out of your own way, right? It's it really stepping out of your own way. And one of the, now there's certain ways that you overcome fear as well. One of the one of the best ways to overcome fear is really to have, um, surround yourselves around people that are 
they're really there cheering you on. There are people that have gone maybe through similar experiences as, as you. And sometimes they, they, they're there to encourage you and they, they say, I know you can do it. They have faith in you. So sometimes you have to borrow their faith. And that's why it's important working. I'm such a strong believer of working with coaches, having accountability partners, because if you're trying to do this by yourself, you're not going to push yourself as hard. You know, you're, you're going to talk. You're going to talk yourself out of it and you're going to come up with so many excuses to validate why you can't do it. And that's why it's important to move to break through that is to have a support team. And as I was explaining, if you're going to go skydiving, you just don't say, oh, it's a fear I have, so I'm going to go do it. You just don't go do it. There's certain um, certain actions that are going to help you to be more successful at it. Like I said, well, you're going to maybe have to go um, go to a school with that, go to someone that that's what they do for a living, have the you and the instructor are together when you're going out there jumping, you know. Um, there's so many different ways to set yourself up for anything that you may be fearful. An example is when I did not want to do public speaking. And so what I did was I went to Toastmasters. And it was a very nurturing environment. They, they weren't there to criticize you. I mean, you have all these strangers just looking at you. And I'm like, oh, crap, what did I get myself into? <laughs> but I remember the first uh, the first talk that we gave, the first speech that we gave. It was pretty easy because it was just about you. It's like everybody likes to talk about themselves. So it was kind of like your icebreaker speech. And after that. And it was pretty easy because then people would ask questions or like, oh, wow, you know, you did that or that was really an interesting upbringing. So having um, a support staff, a support team, uh, a nurturing environment definitely helps a lot for some people. And then you have some people are just like, I'm just going to go do it. And it mm -hmm. doesn't really matter as long as you cross over to the other side, you cross over to the side from fear to limitless possibilities, and then everything just changes. So I, I love that. Uh, absolutely. I, I love that as well. And taking action steps, small action steps also helps, right? Because when you look at fear, it may be like so much in your face that it's so fearful to, and you're thinking about the bigger picture, Right. But if you start taking small action steps, you can also break it down. Well, you know, I, you know, it may be very scary for me to stand in front of a big crowd and give a speech. But what if I uh, give a speech to my two kids today? You know, what if I stand in, in the mirror and I practice just by myself and imagine that there is a crowd, but there is no crowd. Right. And so taking small steps or taking a course on public speaking or something like that. So you're moving, you're taking action little by little, improving at what you want to do. Right. The more you practice, mm -hmm. the better you become. Uh, right. And so you're getting practice, you're getting better, you're stepping out, you're doing things, but you're also taking smaller steps into getting in a more comfortable place for you so you can take the bigger uh, step, which would be, for example, ideally standing in front of millions of people and mm -hmm. speaking about whatever it is that you speak about. 
right? Mm -hmm. And so also small or, you know, starting out in a a Zoom call, maybe it's easier for you to speak on a Zoom call than it is in front of people. So there is ways to do things, right? Like um, parachuting, like if you Mm -hmm. you want to go and... and, and jump out of a plane, right? You can take a course and then you will do the tandem dives. And then you, you know, slowly and gradually, you gra- you gradually move into being able to jump out of a plane by yourself. And so you, you can, you can do smaller steps. You don't have to just look at the bigger picture and get so overwhelmed and so fearful that you would paralyze yourself and not take action at all, but break it down into smaller steps and just make sure that you're taking action nonetheless. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Well, I think a lot of people will get some benefits from this and will hopefully start applying some of the some of the truths about fear. It's really just a, a mismanaged mindset, their feelings, because the mind, you know, is just is your thoughts, your beliefs, which, of course, um, express themselves physically in the body as a feeling. And it just starts there. And that's something that can be changed so easily just by not thinking about it. (laughs) Think about about the opposite. You know, what if it goes really well? Then what? You know, Mm -hmm. so that is something that people can can do a lot. And I love a lot of um, uh, Byron Katie's work where you know, where she talks about the the four questions. I know Tony Robin uh, references a lot of um, her work as well. So it's really, it's really exciting to see that, you know, this has been a something that we um, talk about a lot. But nowadays, too, people are using the work, they're using the tools to really live their best life. And knowing that if you didn't have fear in your life, how amazing would your life be? And be fearful more of what if I don't live my best life ever by not taking chances. That scares me the most is not uh, living to my fullest potential. That's my biggest fear is not living to my fullest potential. So, and it's just a daily process I got to work at. (laughs) I think that was, that's an excellent point to end uh, the conversation today. Really just, changing that perspective and what would be the worst case scenario of you not taking action, you not being or not doing the things that you really want to do, not living up to your full potential, not living the life of your dreams. And, and it is possible and you're capable. You're more than capable. If you, if you have a dream, it's because it's a possibility in your life. And so anything that you want to do, even if you feel fear, just take the action and, and, and get moving. Yeah. And Fernanda works with a lot of people, um, really helping them break through these barriers, you know, that's holding them back to living a life of greatness, because, you know, you've, you've had a traje- a change in trajectory in your career and um, moving from the health of the body more to the mind to helping people create just amazing uh, an amazing life, a beautiful life, mm-hmm. and they can always connect with you and even work with you one on one or group, however you work. Um, where they, where can they find you? What's the website, or how can they connect with you best? Yes, um, here on Facebook on Messenger, that would be probably uh, the best and easiest way. 
You can also send an email to positiveblueprints at gmail.com or support at positiveblueprints.com. And I would be more than happy to uh, help in any way that I can so we can get unstuck. And really, it's just getting ourselves out of our own way, right? We are sometimes our worst enemy and really nobody else can do it for us but us. And so that's that's what it's all about. Yeah, absolutely. And I know for so many people that I work with in the health and wellness journey is their thoughts is real, are connected a lot to their um, how they feel and their sickness. And you'll mm-hmm. never reach your fullest potential unless you're healthy. Mm-hmm. And that's something that I know personally from experience, but just with working with thousands of people, I know that you've got to get that dialed in. So we work on on both the physical and the, um, I would say, the emotional, the spiritual health as well. And so you can find us also at drlindamarquez.com. So hopefully, you know, you've got, you have some tools now to work with so that you live a fearless, amazing, extraordinary life and learn to be the best version of you. So we'll see everybody next week. Yes, we will see you next week. Yes. And uh, thank you for joining us today. Reach out if you have any questions or if we can help you further. Have a wonderful rest of your day, everybody. Bye-bye. Yes. See ya. Bye.